0: It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. Today I want to share from a scripture that I have quoted a couple of times, but I had never had the opportunity to express my understanding and revelation in the same. And I thank God for the privilege he gives me this morning to be able to articulate in the language most simple and understood for us all because I believe that somebody has to get to the next level. The Bible says that the path of the just shines brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. Every day you should expect to go to the next level by the word of God. And tonight, God is taking us far. Somebody shout amen. Amen. Let's open our Bibles uh, in Psalms 89 verses 34. One, two, three, let's go. My covenant will I not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. Read it again. Will I not break nor alter the thing that is gone out of my mouth. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Such scriptures, even if you don't teach, you could go home with that. Just to know that your God is a covenant keeper. Somebody shout amen. Shout amen. Just to know that your God is a covenant keeper. This afternoon, I just want to take a few minutes just to help and, and stir you to the place you must go to understand that your God is a covenant keeper. He says, my covenant will I not break, no alter the thing that is gone out of my lips. We go through so much in life. We are tried and tested. We are broken in spaces and we ask many questions. And when you walk this journey of life, you learn many lessons. One, you learn that there are things God will allow for you to grow. There are things I've also learned by God. You were not designed to escape you were designed to go through I remember when Jesus Christ comes to Peter and he says Peter I have seen Satan sift you a time is going to come where you are going to be uh, tested because Satan has desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat you almost think Jesus would want Peter and tell him you know but take care be very careful be on your guard no Jesus says, but I have prayed for you that your faith fail not. This kind of thing you're going to go through. You're not going to dodge. But my prayer is not that you don't go through it. My prayer is that when you go through it, your faith fail you not. Because when you are converted, not if. Come on. He said, when you are converted, he says, you shall strengthen thy brethren. That means your brethren are susceptible to the same fall one day and I'm going to need an elder brother to cover them in the time when they are falling. So there are certain things that might happen to you because you're simply going ahead for somebody else. For somebody else. Are you following what I'm saying? And it's okay because in this instance, his prayer was that the faith should not fail. At least there is a guarantee that it's not designed to kill you. It's not sent to destroy you. You have to go through it and you have to win by faith. Somebody shout amen. Amen. But today I wanted to talk more deeply on this God we say is a covenant keeper. What do we mean when we say he's a covenant keeper? I'm I'm taking a back on the words of Joshua in his old age. And uh, he's seen what God has done in Israel for Israel. The things he has promised. To the forefathers. In Joshua 21 verses 43. If you read with me from the amplified version. These words are beautiful to read. The Bible says. The Lord gave to Israel. All the land which he had sworn. To give to their fathers. Underline sworn. And they possessed it and dwelt in it. Verses 44. And the Lord gave them rest round about them just as he had sworn underline it again to their fathers not one of all their enemies withstood them the Lord delivered all their enemies into their hands verses 45 there failed no part of any good thing which the Lord had promised to the house of grace omega it all came to pass Somebody shout hallelujah. (laughs) The Bible says it all came to pass. I tell you, this: even if we just had that and went home, we're already blessed. To know that God sat these men down and told them their children. And children's children. And the things that would befall them. And the things that they would see. The things they would experience. The things that they were going to go through. And then he even put a promise on whatever will happen in the generations to come. So that the generations to come are simply enjoying what God made as a promise to these men of old. If you go back to the book of Psalms, where I read 89. I was not planning to go there, but let me help somebody. I feel somebody needs to listen to this. Because this Psalms 89, where we get our text from, let me take you up to verses 20. Psalms 89 verses 20. Allow me to indulge you. He says, I have found David my servant with my holy oil have I anointed him with whom my hand shall be established. My arm also shall strengthen him the enemy, listen, shall not exalt upon him nor the son of wickedness afflict him and I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him but my faithfulness and mercy shall be with him and in my name shall his horn be one exalted, I will set him His hand also in the sea. His right hand in the rivers. He shall cry unto me. Thou art my father, my God and the rock of my salvation. Also will I make him my firstborn. Higher than the kings of the earth. Oh. Now you understand why Jesus called David his father. Hmm. My mercy will I keep for him forevermore. And my covenant shall stand fast with him. This was before david ever made any mistakes god knew every mistake david would do and he still spoke these wonderful words why because he said i have found a man after my own heart you see the problem with the sons of men we judge without you see that's why i love i love always to emphasize this that don't judge a man whose heart has not been revealed to you because you don't know his journey with god don't be limited to even what you see in a man or woman as weak. Because you don't know what covenant. When God is looking to use a person, he looks at their heart. The Bible says that the spirit that searches the hearts, the Bible says, knows the mind of God. The spirit that searches the hearts knows the mind of the spirit. Because it makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Do you know what that means? That the person of the Holy Spirit and we are with the one which searches our hearts, he knows the mind of God. He knows what God is thinking. So now can you judge somebody whose heart you don't know? In fact, Absalom, scripture shows us that he judged his father because of his past witness. But Absalom was killed. Do you understand what I'm saying? God still restored that kingdom to David. That is how and why I fear the Lord. That is why I'm very slow to judge people's destinies. Because of their weaknesses. Because I don't know where they are going with their God. This is him speaking. Listen to this. Verses 28. My mercy will I keep to him forevermore. My covenant shall stand fast with him. His seed, he says, will I also make to endure forever. And is thorn as the days of heaven. He says, if his children forsake my law, that is if there is a possibility that the seed after David will walk out of my way and not walk in my judgments. Verses 31 If they break my statutes and keep not my commandments, he says, then will I visit their transgressions with a rod; I will punish them and their iniquity with stripes. Nevertheless my loving kindness will I not utterly take from him, nor suffer my faithfulness to fail nor suffer my faithfulness to fail. Now I want you to read that in the Amplified Version, verses uh, 31. If they break or profane my statutes and keep not my commandments, then I will punish their transgressions with the road of chastisement and their iniquity with stripes. You understand? Now, the road of chastisement, why I wanted to emphasize this word called road of chastisement is I will discipline them as children. You get my point? That if David's child goes off the way, he will discipline them. Not kill them. Discipline them. You understand? That's what the word chastisement means. To discipline. I will chastise them. Nevertheless, my loving kindness will I not break from him, nor allow my faithfulness to lie and be false to him praise the Lord Jesus Christ. Verses 35 Once and for all I have sworn my holiness which cannot be violated I will not lie to David his offspring shall endure forever and his throne shall continue as the sun before me What a God What a God Even when we are Unfaithful, or we do not believe. The Bible says he abides faithful because he cannot deny himself. He's speaking about David's offspring. Now, if the offspring of David is born, they have a right to claim what the Lord swore to their fathers. What is swore to them? They have a right to claim it, isn't it? Isn't it? So it is now with what you were saying here in Joshua that I have given them the land to dwell there in it like I swore to their fathers. I have given them rest from their enemies like I swore to their fathers. Now read Deuteronomy. The Bible says for I am the God who gives you power to make wealth that I may establish my covenant which I swore to your fathers. Which fathers? You now have to go back through scripture and study every promise he gave to the patriarchs and say hey so this is why God gives us power to make wealth power not to be rich wealth wealth and riches are different power to make wealth is a covenant issue it's a promise older than you oh you didn't get it look at Abraham and I'll give this simple example because it will help you understand this God tells Abraham after Lot had separated from them you remember they had grown so big and then uh, in cattle and in sheep and all these kind of things. And so Abraham tells uh, Lord, choose any place you want. If you go southward, I'll go eastward. If you go north, I'll go westward. Lord chose the most fertile plains. And he says, I think I'm going to what? Dwell here in Jordan. And when the Bible says, when the Lord stayed, he stayed with Abraham. Or Abraham then. And he tells him, look from the place that you are. Look northward look eastward look southward looks westward for as far as your eyes can see he says i will give it to thee and to your seed forever underline that word, to your seed forever are you hearing and the bible says in the next verse But I will make your seed as the dust of the earth So that if a man can number the dust of the earth Then your seed also shall be numbered And he tells him now Walk therein where I have given you Arise and walk The word there arise is lift up your spirit and walk So arise is not physical He was not seated in a chair Arise there literally the root is lift up your spirit and walk Walk in the spirit He says walk through the land in the length of it And in the breadth of it for I will give it unto thee Are you following what I'm saying? I'll give it unto thee. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. The name changes from Abraham, which is exalted father, to father of nations. Why? Because when Abraham walked by the spirit, he walked the whole world. Are you following what I'm saying? When he walked by the Spirit, he walked the whole world. And then there's a lesson there for some of you. If God prompts you to see, if God prompts you to walk, it's important to know how far you are able to walk. How far your faith is able to move you. Because some of you, when God tells you to walk, you walk around. Nansana. When I understood this, you remember the first time you've had probably me or some of you who have had me for years maybe you have had me emphasize this thing that I have a message for the whole world don't I say it every day I have a message I might not pastor the whole world I don't need to there are many pastors you understand what I'm saying but I have a message for the world why? Because spiritually, I walked. I walked. I walked. Somebody shout amen. I what? I walked. I walked. I don't care whether you have a small little supermarket. You can sit in that supermarket and start walking. One day you'll wake up and it's in South Africa, it's in Malawi, it's in Zimbabwe, it's in Malaysia, because you lifted up your eyes from the place where you are. He says, Lift up your eyes northward, eastward, southward. You lift up your eyes, lift up as it elevate them to the place where you must see spiritually. He says, For as far as your eye can see I have given you. That is why in the book of Romans now, the Bible calls him the heir of the world. He says, for the promise that should he should be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or to his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Now, Paul has seen what we are now seeing, that when this man walked to see, he was actually asking for the world. And the Bible calls him the heir of the world. And the Bible says it's not only to him or to his seed through the law. Here he used the word Abraham. Right? Because that was the fulfillment of the promise. It was not by the law, but the Bible calls it by the righteousness of faith. Now listen to this. The same Bible tells you that if you are Christ's, Galatians 3:29, then are ye Abraham's seed. Okay? Rewind. He gave the whole earth Abraham and his seed for an inheritance. If you be Christ's, then are ye Abraham's seed. How can you read that portion of scripture and fail to have a portion of title in your name on this earth? Are you following what I'm saying? When I read that thing, I realized I can never be poor. No witchcraft can take me to poverty. You'd need to break many, 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 many generations of men like me who by faith obtained promises because we connected to what God swore to our, for our father. Eh, glory to God. Tell your name, I can't be broke. I can't. So the Bible says that I'll give you the treasures of the secret places, the treasures of darkness, and hidden places so that you may know that I the Lord which called thee by name I am the Lord he gold and silver are you following what I'm saying all the wealth of this earth you actually have uh, a portion of you have an inheritance of There's something God has put your name on concerning the wealth of this earth You can't understand this portion of scripture and worry that you will be broke. You can't understand this thing and die renting. Apostle, will all of us build? No, not all of you. I'm talking to your neighbor. You see that the ones clapping. ahead and say, I must have God's best. How? How? The earth is ours. Somebody shout hallelujah. When I drive on the streets, I say, look at our wealth. Look look at the sons of men disturbing our money. Look at how they're building on our roads. You know, I, like everything I feel, I have a connection to it because I'm the seed of the air of the world there is no place on the face of the earth I cannot survive the Bible says that the earth was created for the profit of men now even more so the seed of Abraham, the Bible says the king is also uh, served by the field, how can you be poor you walk the street and just everything for me everything that is good I see it looks at me it looks at me it says hi, hi, hi we greet each other we have a communication. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. No. Look at the curse on Cain. God told him the earth will not yield forth its strength to you. That was a man who had killed his brother. Told him the earth will not yield forth its strength to you. That means there was a way the earth was supposed to relate with Cain. There's a way the earth is supposed to look at you. The ground you walk on. There's a way it's supposed to see you. Somebody shout amen. When God told him that, he told him that's a big punishment because now I'm going to be a vagabond on the earth and a fugitive. One, you're restless. You're moving house to house. Two, you have a spirit of begging. That's a man rejected by the earth. And he says, and he that findeth me shall kill me. That means things can easily kill you. Road accidents, stray bullets, somebody shall fire. Do you understand what I'm saying? Those are not things to kill you. Uh, 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 uh. When the earth yields forth its fruit for you, even the rain falls for you, the sun shines for you. <laughs> Somebody say, but the Apostle grace. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. The Lord says, he makes all things beautiful. For who? For you. Shout amen? amen. You can't die of a stray bullet. Uh-uh. So if the earth yields forth its substance to you, Imagine you are a farmer and you plant seed. What happens? Because that's the oldest thread. The oldest thread and one of the distinctively marked blessings for inheritance on the earth. By the way, you should know that. You should know that. If a man simply just learns how to demystify the mystery of translating anything from the earth, you can never die a poor person. Anything that touches the ground. Because everything you see on the earth came from the ground and it was once free. Never forget it. The iron on your cars is from down. The rare earth minerals that you use to make your mobile phones, your magnets, it's from the ground. The glass in these buildings is from the ground. The brick is from the ground. The tiles, you know, the cement is from the ground. Everything is from the ground. You know, the trees you know, the crops that give us cotton from the ground, everything has its connection to the ground gold, diamond, silver, platinum topaz, anything that you can mention in this world is from the ground and at one particular point it was free so the wisdom and law of translation is what has given these things value because men understood the wisdom to connect to these things of old. Read your history. Read the history of America. Read the history of Canada. Read the history of many of these nations. You realize that many of them became nations and became wealthy. Firstly, primarily from agriculture. The United Kingdom, all of us people, they began their wealth from agriculture and then translated into commercial, industrial, and the technical. Any nation, it doesn't matter how commercial, how technical, uh with technology I mean whatever wealth they can build, if it cannot feed its people, that nation is poor. Eventually, it always goes down and slides back to where it should belong because food is an important aspect. That is the one thing every human being will need for as long as you exist. Anything that touches the earth. Some say, oh, agriculture doesn't have money. You don't know what you're talking about. You just don't know how to farm right. Right. Anything that touches the ground. That's why I tell my young people, if you don't have a job, look to the earth. If you don't have anything to do while you're still home, look to the earth. At least buy some birds and they feed from the earth. But do something that connects you to the earth. You can never run dry. You can never run out of food. I'm talking to you who don't have jobs. Who are waiting for a job in a blue chip company. A conglomerate. Because the Lord promised. And he could have promised. But by the time you get there on that journey, you can find something to do. By the way, it's not cheap to farm. I'm a farmer. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So some of you think I know it's not cool. You want to put on ties and then sweat the whole day. You know, you know, you start to look like the animals we rare. Uh-uh. <laughs> refuse, poverty, refuse, poverty, <laughs> refuse poverty, refuse poverty, refuse poverty, refuse <laughs> poverty. I don't know whether I'm helping somebody. The earth must agree with you. Everywhere you walk, the earth must agree with you. In every nation you step, you're not going to enter as a survivor. No place you enter and enter as a mean man. No. You enter as a king. You enter advantaged. You enter saying, I'm here. Look, what can we do? You will be amazed. One time I was on a crusade ground preaching the gospel. A man walked to me with a huge property from another country saying the Lord told me that my nation needs you and this is a sign. He gave me land titles. I said (laughs) Even where you've not been, it's calling you. May places start calling you before you enter there. I don't know who I'm praying for, but may things start calling your name before you even step in those places in the mighty name of Jesus. Isaiah 14 verses 24 Isaiah 14 verses 24 the Lord of hosts has sworn saying surely as I have thought so shall it come to pass as I have purposed so shall it stand God is saying the moment I have thought something surely it shall come to pass now, he tells you that I know the thoughts that I have towards you. I know the thoughts that I have towards you, says the Lord. He says, thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you an unexpected end. That is why, you know why you're where you are? You have not grown your expectation. That's why we preach the word of God. Such that we... Put some adrenaline in your spirit and raise your expectation. You are expecting a, you know, a cheaper copy and then you start to believe for a great original. Your spirit starts, you get adrenaline to believe for the impossible. Because God says, my thoughts toward you are to give you an expected end. That means, it's important what you expect. If you expect that you're going to die at to your God, he will give it to you. It's answered prayer. Although not suitable but it's answered prayer expected it he said I know the thoughts that I have towards you when you read your bible everything your bible says are his thoughts toward you and he has said in Isaiah fourteen twenty-four, the lord of hosts has sworn he has uh I swear he has sworn saying surely as I have thought so shall it come to pass he says as I have purpose so shall it stand i just need to think what does god think about me divine health Ah, uh-uh. ah. no worry it shall come to pass but it's hiv so but it's cancer so it's diabetes so it's hypertension so it's kidney disease so it's liver disease so it's stage four so it's stage 20 so he said i know the thoughts i have toward you are thoughts of peace. And he says, as I have thought, so shall it come to pass. As I have purposed, so shall it stand. But it didn't work for Emily. It didn't work for Linda. It didn't work for Jehoshaphat. And they look like they were believers. Well, that you only know half of the story. You don't know what they truly believed in their heart. Your case is different. build your destiny on somebody who failed on God's promise. Because that person failing does not change the promise of God. God still abides faithful. Why don't you use examples of those people for whom it worked for? Some of you, read Hebrews 11. Paul emphasized most for whom it worked for. There was a reason why they were valiant in battle. They tore the mouths of lions. Escaped swords. You you know, rocked righteousness. There's a reason why he's speaking that way. That's the example he inclines. My son, incline your ear to my sayings. Don't incline your ear to why it didn't work. Incline your ear. In other words, what you choose to hear is important because there are many voices, it may be in the world, the Bible says, but there is none without signification. You must know the meaning of the voice. You must know what to hear. Some of you want to watch sad stories. You put on sad... M- One time I was at home. I entered the living room and I find these two sisters of mine. My God, the faces are full. You'd think they'd slapped them. <laughs> They're on some Indian movie. Man, and those movies can be demonically sad. So I entered the house like a What has happened? Both of them crying, so what's wrong? How can you just sit on something for two hours that just makes you cry? No. For me, if I sit on a movie and I say, I have things to do. No. I have have a very long life ahead of me. I can't start just... but, But it's acted, yes. But why are you crying? If it's acted. Do you understand what I'm saying? Incline your ear. In other words, bend your ear the right way. You can bend it this side, but choose to bend it this side, where God is speaking. I refuse to get an example from a fallen story. Uh, 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 uh. I'm not that narrative. I'm different. Tell your neighbor, I am different. It shall work for me. Yeah. If we didn't believe this, you'd not see what you're seeing in Uganda. There was a time you could not hold a meeting of 2,000 people in Uganda. You could not. How? we say no we incline the ear this side and say it's possible it's possible weekly service yes it's possible it's possible it's possible with God all things are possible I know what I think for you read my word and understand my thoughts towards you they are of peace for you to have peace peace in your family say amen Peace in your business, peace in your body, the body you live in. The body you live in, it should have peace. Somebody shout hallelujah. Yeah, you refuse, you say no. This body is supposed to carry peace and not confusion. It's supposed to carry peace. Are you are you following what I'm saying? My marriage is supposed to carry peace. My children are supposed to have peace. Their minds must be sound. No mental illnesses for our children. Fire! Fire. Thoughts of peace. So you go through the word and look for every scripture that brings peace in the storm you're going through. And then you hold on to it. You resist the devil. Shout amen. amen. Numbers 23 verses 19. God is not a man that he should lie. You know, I love that he didn't say that he could lie. I love that he didn't say that he will lie. I love that he didn't say that he may lie. He said he is not a man that he should. That means it's susceptible for man to lie. At one particular point, everyone in this room has told a lie. It could be white, it could be German, it could be French, it could be (laughs) Zulu, but whatever it is, it was there every one of us at one point has pointed even if it's innocent you know there are those we call healthy compromises am I smart? yeah <laughs> but in your heart you're like oh oh yeah yeah because emotional intelligence calls us to do that some of you you don't even have it you just tell the guy no you're not smart it's okay to tell it to a sister or a brother but a 60 year 70 year old woman she has put on a wig, and she's asking, am I smart? Yeah. <laughs> she's like, these girls who ask us, am I... am I fat? No. You're not. In my eyes, you can't be. No. So it takes wisdom to know which No. How the no has been spoken? Is it no? Oh, no. <laughs> Feeling the missing word? God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. And then he asks, has he said something and shall he not do it? Has he spoken and shall he not make it good? Has he spoken and said, yeah, I know that you might go through stuff. Sometimes that feels like you spoke. I don't see it. It might even feel like it's late. I know. But our God is a master planner. When Jesus was on the cross, Satan knew he had killed him. The Bible tells us his life was not taken. He gave it. But do you think Satan thought that Jesus had given his life? No. He thought he had taken it. But this man is on the cross. Pwa. Pwa. Then he smiles and winks and says, it is finished. Somebody shout amen. It's not over until it's over by you. Tell your neighbor it's not over until you say it's over. That's why it's called the fight of faith. But I love that in Timothy he said fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of eternal life for which you were called to and profess a good profession before many witnesses. Lay hold. Aggressively take life eternal because that is what you were called to. You were called to take hold of eternal life. You were called to win thanks be to God which always, that word, always causes us to triumph and makes manifest the servant of his knowledge by us in every place. I don't care how bad it is. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purposes. I don't care how bad it is looking like. I think there's a Japanese term called Kintsukurai. Go and read it out. It's the art of getting, say, broken vessels. You know, like you have a vessel, a bowl, then you break it, and then after that you get, say, something like gold dust or platinum, some rich metal, and then you join those broken parts and pieces and build back that bowl. And that bowl becomes more beautiful than it was before it broke. More expensive before it broke because you're using more expensive, ma- I don't know what I'm communicating to. You're using more expensive material to rebuild what was broken. And that, for me, is God. He has a way of getting in your most broken story and building the most beautiful narrative. I know you went through divorce. It's still okay. God can still build something out of there and still build a story. I know you have a past that you cannot relieve or tell. I marvel when I hear stories like the stories of women like Joyce Meyer. She tells you she's this young girl. And her own biological father starts to sexually abuse her. That was a killed life. Because he killed every essence of God in that girl. He robbed her of everything that would define her as a woman. Her own biological father. And Satan thought he had her. But he did not know that out of that God was going to build the most, one of the most influential ministries in the world. In fact, at one time, Joyce Meyer's budget was almost the budget of our country. At one time in history. At one time in history. But God built from a broken one. From a broken story. Some of your stories are too broken you can't even tell them. And I'm telling you, that's what Paul spoke. Paul saw that revelation from afar. He knew that these days come. He knew that God we are dealing with. And he says, when I am weak, then I know I'm strong. Wherever your weakness is, your strength is. Second Corinthians 12.10, therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Kenneth Hagen was born with a deformed heart and was given days, weeks, any day the doctor told him, you die, not knowing God was raising a healing machine. A healing machine through that weakness. The Grandison Finneys, the g which had lung issues, but God is building something. So some of you, where you are, you might not see what God is building. But it takes so much to believe that He must be molding something big out of this. It shall not end the way it looks. It shall not end the way it looks. Some of you, your ministry will never kick off until you have a testimony that scares somebody. (laughs) And it won't be that you find a job on Tuesday. But it will be something no man can fix. No appointment can bring. No contract can cite. And out of there, God says, now let me begin from here and show you. The Bible says, consider, brethren, our calling. Not many of us were wise. He first looked at some of us and said, mm, let me choose Lubega. Not many of us were wise after the flesh. Not many of us were mighty. Not many of us were noble. For God chose the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. Such that when you are standing there, you don't look like it. May God do in your life what you can't look like. May God do in your life what your family can't do. May God do in your life what your skin color can't spell. May God do in your life what your height, what your weight, what your age cannot demystify. And it can happen. Somebody shout amen. This is the one thing that humbles me. God must have seen something out of order to choose me. He must have looked at something out of equation and said let me choose this one because when they come perfect they'll think it's their own strength and that's how some of us know that not that we are sufficient of anything as to know of anything by us but the sufficiencies of God which has made us able ministers we have broken pasts we have funny histories we have things that you can't construct and narrate but he still chose us (laughs) 1992, my father, grandfather, none had even a property of land where they could bury us. That's where I come from. Some of you should know. Some of us, when we talk about God, we don't talk about him from where you are. We talk about him from where he has gotten us from. None had even a property in their name. 1992. The man who begat me once slept under open air, under a tree, and the rain would hit him. But there was a seed in there. God had chosen something. To Brethren, consider your callings. Some of you, you just need to go back to where you came from. And you will realize that some of you, where you came from, people don't come out. Even the people you were raised in the same village did not move. But God moved you don't know who I'm talking to. Some of you are rich men's kids. You. you were raised under silver spoons. You don't have any story. You don't understand this. You, you had upstairs and uh, a Mercedes Benz taking you to school. Some of us came from nothing. And God chose strength in that witness. That is why we can't forget where we come from. Some of you, it's even a miracle to be in Kampala, the city. Because we just need to go one generation back, and you could not be here. There was no way you'd be here. One generation back, your parents produced you somewhere in Kaberamai or wherever, and people died there. Your village mates died of drugs or alcohol, and you're here in Kampala, taking flights to America and the UK. Proclaim. I don't know whether I have a few witnesses. Can, can I see a few of you who say that for me it was only by the Lord's? by the Lord. That is why I pity those who fight our kind. Because it took so much power to lift us. It will take so much power to take us down. It will take so much power. Because I need to look at how much it took for God to define some of us and put us where we are standing. And I would feel sorry. Because the things they are fighting are older than them older than them they need to go three four hundred years and undo so much to come to 2023 and break what's on your life the promise on my life cannot break by a man's word no man has a vote on my destiny because I did call myself tell your neighbor I didn't call myself he chose me he knew what I would be and he still chose me he knew my weaknesses and he still chose this vessel can't fail. I can't fail. I cannot fail. You might go through all you're going through but I know there is an end. The Bible says the end is of the Lord. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph and makes manifest the servant of his knowledge by us in every place. That I say again for we know the bible says of the story of our brother job we know of his patient endurance and the bible says and the end of the lord read it behold we count them happy which endure for we have heard of the patience of job and have seen the end of the lord imagine the patience and suffering of job was the end of the lord had the end of the lord somewhere you'll end of the Lord. Your end will be of the Lord. Some of us had to do that because it was the only way he would make some people believe. It was the only way he would make some people believe. You had to go through that and God needed a champion to come out to say, this one went through. She raised children as a single mother. But look at what has stand out. He endured this and that. And look what God has done. You need to be that example. You are that example. In the mighty name of Jesus. God does not lie. Whatever he has spoken. Shall come to pass. Might take 2 years. 3 years. 4 years. 10 years. Some of you have carried something. You have prayed out for 20 years. You have cast it out for 15 years. Confessed everything. The Bible says above all. When you are done with all of that. Stand. That's what the Bible says. Stand. Having done all. But what? Stand. Having done all. I know you probably have done all. You've fasted. You've prayed. Yes. But don't give up. Do that last thing. Stay standing. Stay standing. Stay standing. The song says... I will lift up my eyes to the hill, uh, from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord, the Lord which met heaven and earth. He said, he will not suffer thy I foot to be moved The Lord that keepeth thee He will not slumber nor sleep For the Lord is my keeper The Lord is my shepherd upon say that they helped you except by God. That is why we learn to cast our cares. The Bible says, cast your cares upon the Lord for he cares. Read that portion of scripture in the Amplified Version. One, two, three, let's go. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, or once in a week, twice a month, when it comes no he says once and for all on him for he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully this one he does not slumber or sleep he cares for you watchfully like his eyes are on you like this Once and for all means once and for all. You just wake up one day, write a date in your calendar in your phone and say from today. I choose never to worry. I'm not saying it won't come. But when it comes, these words will speak to that worry and remind it that that day I buried all my anxieties, I buried all my worries, I buried all my concerns to him once and for all. So whatever will come may come. One thing you can't be is scared. You can be anything, but not worried. You can be anything, but not anxious. It will try you, but you'll snap out of it. You'll find yourself snapping out of it. Ooh, ooh, you come out and say, ah, uh-uh, no, 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 no. My cares are to him. Why? Because he affectionately cares for you and watchfully takes care of you I tell people for me the way I relate with God every detail in fact I think there's a portion of scripture in Luke that says that I take care even of your least minutest details it's somewhere in the message version it's, thank you Luke twelve seven. 7 huh? read and he pays even greater attention to you down to the last details even numbering the hairs of your head so don't be intimidated if God can number my hair don't you think when he looks at my car tires he has an opinion some of you you should see God looking at your car imagine he walks around your car and he's like no imagine God is walking around your old car and he's just doing like Imagine God looking at you in a rent and he's like Do you need him to say anymore? Come on somebody To the last detail Whatever you're tired of you tell him papa Walk let's walk You'll see, see the tire You'll see You'll see minutest smallest detail smallest detail I remember I used to fly economy not that there's a problem with flying economy it's not a scene but I remember I used to fly economy and then one of those days I'm entering this wonderful first-class business class I find this guy is my age I was a Muslim kid he's seated in a business class And he's playing a video game. So I bypassed him. Like you see, sometimes God will provoke you when you look at non-believers. This guy, he's playing a video game. I don't know why he's going to Paris for what. I don't know. So I'm bypassing, and I'm the Lord's servant. I looked at this guy, and I'm going to (laughs) 46B. So I remember. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. You know, those things can be so small if you sit next to people who are gifted. So, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that it's wrong to sit in economy. You're in a plane. And it goes everywhere. Like if you have a Casio watch and somebody has a tag, you are they're both watches and they tell time, but it's a tag. So anyway, so I'm in this plane and I'm flying. And I think to myself, wait, I am a preacher of the gospel. God knows I could walk, I could crawl, I can even ride a bicycle to my destination if I have to. But, he has given me options. Because there are scriptures you read and you know you have options. Whatsoever you shall ask in my name, whatsoever. I told the father in that chair, some two Chinese were in between. I said, this is the last time I'm sitting in a column. <laughs> That was the last time I ever sat in economy. Now, it might not be a big deal for you because probably you are raised in America and you have domestic flights, Delta, and the like, and you know. My point is, even to the last detail, you can tell God I'm tired of taxis. It's not wrong. There's somebody who enjoys them. You are not. Your neighbor might want it. That's okay. But I'm talking about somebody who says, Father, I am tired. I am tired. Daddy. Daddy, my daddy, my daddy. Your son is calling. Yes. If you're tired, you you just say. Just say. Tell him what you're tired of. Tell him, Father, I'm tired of this one room. I'm tired. Just just make your requests known unto God. And some, but you know, extravagant He says, if you evil people Know how to give good gifts That in as evil as you can You know how to give good gifts to your children Matthew 7, 11. He says, if you being evil know how to give gifts You know how You're evil, but you know how God is telling you, what about me? Who is righteous? Who is holy? Who is pure? If you know how, how do you know God knows how to give? Is that English? Okay, let me make it simpler. He says, if you being evil know how to give good gifts. And God says, how much more? It means, he's asking the question, do you know how I gift my children? If you evil people can give, how about me? How do you think I give? That means our God, when he decides to give, he gives, capital G, underline, bold it, and expand the word, the font. Hours will overwhelm you. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow you. They shall follow you. In fact, the literal translation is they shall overtake you. That's the literal. Surely goodness and mercy shall overtake you. God has designed these things to overtake you. (laughs) James 1.17 I want to finish. New Living Translation. I love this portion of scripture in the New Living Translation. James 1.17 Let's read it. One, let let's go. Whatever is and comes down from God our Father. Never forget that. Whatever is good and perfect, God wants the good for you and he wants the perfect for you. Don't settle for less. He says, comes down from God our Father who created all the lights in heaven. He never what? Changes or casts a shifting shadow. He never changes or casts a shifting shadow. He has promised it. It must come to pass. It must come to pass. It must come to pass. Thank you Lord Jesus. I know a God who's full and kind, faithful and gracious. i the apple of his eye, the thought that fills his heart every morning, noon, and night. He loved me when I didn't care And was patient till I came Running back into his arms See how he turned my life around Made me a shining star His glory to reveal Come on I will worship Him forever, love Him forever, because this God is too good. Lord. I will worship Him forever, love him forever, because this God is too good. Lord. Forever, is to good Lord. Next verse. Don't look too far to see. Tell your neighbor. The good is. Just look at me. He took me from the merry clay. Set my feet upon the road. I'm standing in his righteousness. Oh away my sin and shame gave me a brand new name he's beloved and his redeemed look how he turned my life around made me a shining light his glory to reveal My now was you declare over your lives this afternoon because of the word that you have heard many things are changing many things are shifting God is adjusting and aligning things to agree with his word concerning your life your spirit has been awakened to the reality and possibility that is available to you to do exceedingly abundantly by him according to the working power that works in you and that is why I say you will not fail, you will not struggle, you will not strife your hand will be mighty wealth on you shall be like a clock, you will never be poor God's wisdom is upon you his grace is upon you, divine health, oh somebody receive it divine health is upon you in the mighty name of Jesus his anointing is upon you to do signs miracles and wonders that incurable disease leaves your body somebody receive it in the name of Jesus that spirit of struggle and strife in your stride leaves this afternoon in the mighty name of Jesus your spirit of struggle go in the mighty name of Jesus those shackles on your hands that had held your hands and feet. You've been struggling to make an income, struggling to build business, struggling to build whatever God has placed on your life. I declare declare that those shackles break this afternoon. Those chains are off your feet. They're off your neck. That yoke is no more. In the mighty name of Jesus, God advances you. He increases you. He progresses you. By the end of this year, you're going to have a notable sign that something has shifted. hallelujah. Great days are ahead of you. Great years are ahead of you. Great weeks are ahead of you. No struggle. Things are going to happen so easy. You're entering the season of come to pass. You're entering the season of come to pass. In Jesus name give him. Come on. Come on. for Jesus celebrate like something has happened it's yours 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 say it's mine it's mine say it's mine don't live it. 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 Hallelujah! If you're there and you've never given your life to Jesus, do you want to be born again today? Repeat this after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Say, I thank you. For your sacrifice. That you died for my sins. And you were raised for my glory. Today, I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. I'm born again. fellowships at the Uma Upper Gardens from 5pm to 9pm and for our Sunday services at 9am and 11am at the Uma Multi Purpose Hall Fenero make manifest